Good morning, everybody. Look at you. Midway City, I've got a, a, a thing there invested with you guys. My wife and I came out for the very first launch service. We sat there on opening Sunday. So right now, we, I am so pumped that I get to speak to you right now where I sat a couple of weeks ago, a dream come true. I, I'm so thankful to be here this morning. Uh, the first thing I want to tell you is that your pastor and his wife rocks. That's the bottom line. I will get to know a lot of people. They are really awesome people. You know when you like them from a distance, but when you get close, you really, really, really like them a lot more? That's Herbert and Tiffany, and I, I love them. We really, really love them. The more time we spend with them, uh, the, more, the more we have this affinity with their hearts. So uh, my wife is not here, and I will introduce her to you um, later if you come back for more. Um, if not, she's the most awesome person on the planet, and I'll leave it as that. Um, just love her. Now, this morning, I know you are picking up that there is a bit of an accent going here, okay? Um, so let me just say this. If I say anything, you go like, did he just say that? No, he didn't. He didn't. Um, uh, um, I, I shared with her, but we had a message series called Stuck in a Fence. But I thought it was very clear until I saw the bulletin, Stuck in a Fence. I said, who's going to preach on being stuck in a fence? They said, is that what you said? I said, no. I said, stuck in a fence. Which means if somebody offends you, if somebody ticks you off, and nobody is in a fence. I'm speaking on stuck in a fence. Do you know what I mean? Not hard in my ears, but maybe in yours. So this morning, I want to I wanna start and, and um, just get going. Uh, I want to talk to you about the principle of honor and reward. But before I start, I need to lay down a, a, a stepping stone for us all here. And I, I would love for you to really lean in this morning with this message. The reason why I want to put down a stepping stone is this. Because you see, we live in a culture... Um, in a nation that has a system of democracy, and God bless America is what I say. Our family became citizens two years ago, and I cannot wait to make my first citizens a race, so don't mess with me. I, I'm looking. Any opportunity, I'm in, man. I want to do one of those. But, but the thing with democracy that is so beautiful is that the voice of the people determines the decree of the land. The other thing that is so beautiful is if you found, find more voices and more people, you can change what has been put in place. God bless democracy. But the kingdom of God, the expression of the church is the visible of the invisible is not a democracy. The kingdom of God is a theocracy. In other words, the king's decree stands. There is no congress. There is no Senate. There is no House vote. You and I don't get to pass it together and go like, well, I don't like that. You like that? We don't like that. Let's vote. No. And whatever the king has said stands in place. And if you want to be part of the kingdom of God, there are some things I guarantee you we may not like, but the king has spoken. And in the kingdom of God, those who obey are rewarded. Now, keep this in mind. Why am I telling you that? Because you see, it is very hard to understand spiritual principles through the eyes of democracy. Keep this in mind as we begin to go down this journey. I want to talk to you about honor. Now, in our culture, honor is not simple. 
If we go to some of the other cultures in the world, they would not even have to teach honor because honor is so deeply inbred into the way they live. But honor for us, as I want to explain this, means to acclaim, to applaud, to esteem, to show respect, and to show high favorable regard. The, the other side of it, the reciprocal of that, is to treat common, treat with no value. Now, let me tell you how we work out honor in our system. Okay, just because I love you and I have a gift, I know you're checking me out. I know you're looking at me and go like, who is he really? What shoes is he wearing there? Is that, that looks like good shoes. What coat, is that a Gucci coat? This boy must be rolling in money. How much are we paying him this morning? Come on, Midwest City, I know you're taking me out on the video. That's what you do right now. You're trying to work out my worth right now. It's true. Um, you see, but let me help you. What if I tell you that I have a very blessed life, but I've been cursed with a very big inheritance? You think a lot of money is fun? I can tell you it's not. The moment you land more money than your mind can conceive, it's not fun. So there is a fact of my life. Let me tell you something else. I hold two doctorates, one in theology and one in physics and science. Let me tell you something else. My family in Africa is very deeply connected to people that usually you just see them in pictures. We shook hands. We know these people. So now that I've told you that, if we were to meet in the front, are you going to treat me any different after I've told you some stuff about my life than before I told you the stuff? And I know you're going like, really, really? No, not really. I'm nobody. I'm common. I'm just like you. I don't know anybody. I don't have a lot of money. Now how are you going to treat me? Because you see, within our system, it's our influence and affluence, and it's our connection and our education that determines our worth. And once our worth is determined, listen, then we know how much honor is due to us. It doesn't work like this in the kingdom of God that you've got to doesn't work like that in the kingdom of God so whenever we study the Word of God we find that God has some strong emotions around honor who, who of you know that God has some strong emotions God can get really intense around certain things and God gets really intense there is a story of a man named Eli and he had sons now, let me tell you about his sons. They were scoundrels. These guys were just no good. These guys would steal the offering, drink the communion, and just mess up. They were just no good. They would sleep with the choir girls. These guys were just, they should have been whooped. They should have been beaten. They just bad, bad, evil men. But Eli loved his sons. And he honored them more than what he honored God by protecting their sin. So God spoke to Eli. And I would love for you to follow along with me in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 29. It goes like this. God says to him, why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering which I command in my dwelling place? Listen, Midwest, check, pick up on this. He says this, and honor your sons more than me. He uses the word honor. He says to make yourself fat from the best of the offerings of my Israel, Israel my people. Verse 30. Therefore, the Lord God says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be from it. Take what God is going to do. He says, I know I told you something. 
I made you a promise, but I'm changing my promise on you. Then he says this, and for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Come on, all the campuses, can you say this with me? If I honor God, he will honor me. No, 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 I'm going to need a little bit more. Say, if I honor God, God's going to honor me. That's the bottom line of God's kingdom. So what does it mean to honor God? I would write this down. We, we honor in three different ways. The first way is how we treat people. Shows honor. How we treat people shows honor. Second thing is, what we say to people brings honor. Herbert brought honor to me. Really awesome, faith heart building honor when he introduced me. What came out of his mouth validated my worth. But there is one more thing. What we think about people. Oh, you go like, no, 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 I don't like that one. I don't like it either. Because we have this rule, I can think anything as long as I don't say it, it's cool. If you don't say it, you don't pay it. You know what I mean? You know when you sit in the mall and you just silently tear everybody apart in your head? Come on. Who knows? Who knows that? You know? You go like, it's not wrong. Nobody knows what. No. Write this down. Your thoughts are very loud before God. Your thoughts are very loud. How, how do you get to that? Let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be pleasing to you, oh God. So write this one down. This is very, very, very big. Listen, a proud heart cannot give honor. A proud heart cannot give honor. Because if I had to meet my brother right here in the front and I shake his hand and I go like, hey, good to meet you. If I have a proud heart, I'm trying to work out his worth and I'm trying to name drop in such a way that he knows my worth so we can establish who's going to honor who. A proud heart cannot give honor. Because you see, a proud heart wants to find out who's more important. But a heart of humility say, no matter who you are, you are important and I will honor you because God wants me to honor people. Oh, this is, this is good. Now listen, Proverbs 15, 33. I think it's on the side screen. And I would love for all of us to read this scripture out loud. Come on, everybody roll with me with this. It says this, the fear of the Lord is discipline leading to wisdom. And then here's the big one. And humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. Okay, so I want to tell you about four places that God has given delegated authority that he says honor. Now, because I love you, I'm going to tell you that you're not going to like some of what we're going to read. I can tell you that right now. Some of you, you're going to grab your seat and go like, I ain't going to happen. Remember, it's not a democracy, it's a kingdom. I want to remind you that God is not asking for you to agree with him. He's asking for you to obey him. Go on, turn to your neighbor and say, you, you're sweating right now. You, is, is he talking to you? Because the temperature just rose. He didn't even start it. The temperature is rising. Come on, Midwest City. We, we, we're going to get into these four areas. Now, don't hate me, okay? I'm just the messenger. I'm just telling you the way it is. Don't write me. Don't find me on Facebook. I don't exist. Don't email me. I don't want to know about it. I'm just telling you the way that God rolls in his kingdom. Here we go. I told you you're not going to like it. Here's the first one. God says this. 
I want you to honor civil authority. In other words, the government and the rulers that are in place. This is how he says it. Romans chapter 13, verse 6. This also is why you pay your taxes. I told you you're going to hate it. Because the authorities are working for God when they fulfill their duty. Verse 7. Pay then. Come on. Can you say that with me? Pay then. You know what's easier? Tell your neighbor. Tell him pay. Just pay, man. Pay them what you owe them. Pay them your personal and your property taxes. And show respect and honor for all of them. Oh, I told you. You're quiet. Listen, God says, will you cheat on your taxes? Will you go, I'm going to pay. I didn't vote for them. I don't even like them. That's democracy. Kingdom says, God, I pay them because you command me and I will honor them. How do you honor them? What you say about them, what you do to them, and what you think about them. Because your thoughts are loud before God. Here's the deal. Whatever is in your heart is going to come out of your mouth every single time. So don't fix your words. Fix your heart concerning those that God has placed in authority over your life. Whether you voted for them or not is irrelevant. God says, honor them. Respect them. Esteem them, applaud them. He says, pray for them, hold them in high regard. That is what my kingdom decree is. So let me tell you another one. Church authority, church leaders, your pastor. God speaks very clear. And let me tell you what I have heard. I have heard people go like, well, I believe that in the kingdom of God, everybody is the same. I don't know where you read that, because in scripture, you find structure with authority, honor. Everybody's not, the, you know what's the funny about our democracy, I love it. Some dude cannot even work out his own change after one, buying one can of Coke, but he sits on the couch and he criticizes how they run the economy of the country like he's a genius. He tells everybody, they're such idiots, they should, they should just listen to me. No, they shouldn't. You can't even work out the change on a dollar. They shouldn't listen to you. And in the same way, we sit in churches and criticize what's going on and you have no context. You've never had two people listen to you for more than two minutes, but you know how to run the church. This is what God says in First Thessalonians 5. I told you not going to like it, but it's right here. Come on, Midwest City. Listen, read with me here. It says this. And now, friends, we ask you to honor those who lead, the leaders who work so hard for you, who have been given you the responsibility of urging and guiding you along in your obedience. Verse 13, I love this. Overwhelm. Can you shout that word for me? Overwhelm? overwhelm. No, come on. I need you to overwhelm me with overwhelm. overwhelm. Come on, Midway City, everybody, one more time. Overwhelm. God says, not just, just be kind. 
He says, I want you to overwhelm them with appreciation and with love. How do you do it? You don't think this one, you do this one. You don't go like, well, I, I like you in my head. No, 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 uh-uh. God says overwhelm them. And here's my question. When last did you go to the leaders, the pastors, and walk up to them and say, I appreciate you, I love you, and I'm praying for you. I, I'm here, I, I'm just gonna go buy you a can of something, not Budweiser, but Coke, something. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get you a Starbucks card, man. Ten bucks is what I'm gonna get you to tell you. This brother here loves that brother right there because you pray for me. You are leading me. I want to overwhelm you. So make it a twenty bucks card, not a ten bucks card, would you? You go like, well, I, I, I don't even come. I don't even think he is my pastor. But you've been coming here six months. What's wrong with you? Who is your daddy, baby? Come on now. Come on, let me just slap that thing around a little bit. Because every time you've got an honor, you go like, well, I don't belong to this house. But you eat from this house all the time. Oh, it's good preaching. I know it is. So God says, hey, the staff that are serving you, don't feel entitled. Honor them. Honor them. Love them. Respect them. Now, let me dig deep a little bit. Let's talk about the family authority that God has put in place. Don't you... The, the wife, husband say, I love you, but he's going to speak the truth. I'm just telling you right now. The very first place that God says, honor. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, and verse 2, he says, honor your father and your mother. Okay, I just need to cuddle up a little bit here and talk to your hearts. Because I know for some of you, what I just said, your heart beat so quick. You are clammy right now because you've been abandoned. No, the word father, mother stirs up no kindness in your heart. You have such animosity towards them right now because you've been ill-treated by them. And I want you to know God understands this. That's why he gives this promise of reward in 1 Thessalonians 5, 13. Um, no, not 5, Ephesians 6 verse 3 says, If you honor your father and mother, listen, I will reward you that things will go well for you and you will have a long life here on earth. In other words, God says this, I know how messed up this world can be. So let me just hike up the reward for those who honor their parents. For those who take the courage and say, you didn't treat me well. But I tell you what, because of Jesus, I can treat you well. Because of the mercy of God shown to me, I can show mercy to you. Because you've abandoned me, I will find you and draw you close to the heart of God. I will not become what you've made me to be. To be honest with you, I'm reversing the curse on you. I'm bringing you back into the love of Jesus. Why? Because I want to live long and I want to happy and satisfied life. That is how it works. It's kingdom. Democracy says, you ill-treated me. I don't know you. I don't want to talk to you. Listen, kingdom of God says, bring him back with the mercy that's been given to you and I will reward you with a long and satisfying life. So let me talk about husbands and wives. And I know the scripture that you think I'm going to go to is that one. Wives, submit to your husbands. I ain't going to go there. I'm smarter than that. Tell you the scripture I am going to go to. It's the scripture in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Wives, now's a good time to hold your husband's hands. And every time you agree with me, just squeeze it. Just 
So let me tell you a story real quick. When I just got married, I said to my wife, we've got to pray together. We've got to. This is how you roll when you're married. And so she says, I don't want to pray because I, I don't know if I'm going to say the right things and I'm going to feel stupid. So this is how we're going to go. You pray and, and I'll listen and then I'm going to pray. And every time I squeeze your hands, you're just going to say, I agree, Lord, but I'm not going to pray out loud. So I pray, thank you, Jesus. And then it's just quiet. Then she does this and I go like, I agree, Lord. I agree, Lord. After the first night, I go like, what am I agreeing on exactly? <laughs> what? what are you even telling God silently? Listen, husbands, God speaks to us first. He says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, In the same way, you husbands, and all the husbands in this place shout, I am one. I've got two husbands. The rest of the guy says, I am still in a democracy. I'll work this kingdom thing out later. Listen, in the same way, you husbands must give honor, esteem, applaud, respect, High regard to your wives. Treat your wife with the understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of a new life. Listen, treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Listen what God is saying, men. God is saying this. You treat her in a way that is dishonoring. Every time you open your mouth, I go like, ba 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 ba. The lips are moving, but nothing's coming out. I ain't gonna listen to you if you dishonor what I have given to you as a gift. And I've got to tell you, husbands, this is what we are saying. Well, if she treats me nice, I'll treat her nice. Listen, you treat her like a queen, she'll treat you like a king. Every single time. But it starts with you. Don't say, well, we'll see how that rolls now that she's heard the good word of God. We'll see. if she. No, uh -uh. let's see how you roll from this moment on forward. Let's see how you treat her. Because you know when you were dating her, you opened the car door. You treated her like a princess. Now you tell her, how long is this going to take? Are you getting old? Come on now. And silently, your children are watching. Silently, your children are observing. Silently, your son is making mental notes how to treat his wife one day. Silently, he understands the kingdom of heaven. He hears about it in Sunday school and everything that comes out of your mouth is contrary to what the word of God says. Yet you tell him, you'll come to church because we church going people. Something is wrong with that picture. Man, God says, honor your wife or I'm not going to listen to your prayer. Ooh, this is good. So Midwest City, how is the men rolling in there right now? <laughs> if they are vacating, block the doors. Just block it. Because you see, I believe we'll see less divorces when men honor their wives. We will see less fighting when men honor their wives. And I believe, men, if your prayers are not being answered, maybe turn to your wife and ask her, do I honor you? Do you feel it? Do you know it? So let me talk about our kids. I love this one. I've got two. They were two and six yesterday. Now they're 13 and 16 today. It's like, like this. Listen. Our children are mirror images of our lives. There is something that's very entertaining in my world is when I see a four-year-old and a 32-year-old having it out in the mall. 
I was raised in a very godly home. Thank you, Jesus. I've never heard people use foul language. I've never, I've never been shouted at. Never. In our country, we had to go to the military for two years. And for the first six months, I laughed so much. I've never heard so much foul come out of people. I've never seen human beings act this way. And all the time, I'm laughing, not because it's, it's entertaining. It's just I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. So when a four-year-old and a 32-year-old having it out, and I hate you, and you're a bad kid, you're a bad mother, I always go like, she didn't make this up on her own. She saw that somewhere. And go like, that's how they roll when they grow up. And I want to say this to you. The Bible says that the offspring of the righteous shall be mighty on the earth. And we are not raising our kids to fit in this culture. We are raising our kids to understand kingdom culture to influence this culture. My, my children all the time when they bring friends home and the kids are doing stuff, I go like, hey, 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 not in this house. No, no, go do that in your house. Your daddy may like this. This daddy ain't like this. Why? Because this is my kingdom. And I want our kids to understand that our homes is God's kingdom. I want them to understand that we play by the authority of God. I want them to understand that when I speak to them, I speak to them with honor. Why? Because I'm raising you to become a world influencer and an igniter of culture. I'm raising you to carry the torch of my faith to the next generation. And one day I want you to speak to your wife like I speak to mine. And if you do, she will be the happiest woman that walks the planet it's not hard just follow me so i want you to look at how you speak to your children you go like well i brought them into this world and they must just obey no no they'll gladly follow when you honor them respect them hold them in high esteem come on are you guys still traveling with me here this morning so i know some of you are sitting here right now you go like i can't do this <laughs> you have no idea who i married Oh, God. <laughs> you go like, I, I don't even know why I come to church then. Have you met my children? It's all my wife's genes. I don't know. <laughs> These kids are evil. I, you know I can't do this. I've got to be honest with you. I can't do it either. Because there's too much of me still alive. I can't. The only way I can is this one thing. And I want you to grab this Midway City. Everybody grab this principle. Because if I keep this principle right in front of my eyes, I can do this with God's help. So you've not met my children. This morning, if I were to go to the back and meet you, I, I'm okay with you not liking me. Maybe. I think. Not really. But it's okay. I'm okay with you going, like, I don't like your message. Thank God you're not coming back. I'm, I, I think I can get over that. I'll cry, but I'll get over it. I'm okay with you kind of going like, talk to the hand. I'm, I'm cool. I can get over that. I've been in ministry long enough. But you see, if you treat my wife that way, if you treat my children that way, listen, I'm 5'7", but I've got the muscle makeup of a rhinoceros. I will run you over. I will knock you down in church. I will. I will. Don't. Don't touch my family. Do not, do, not, do not even say I didn't mean it. First I knock you down. Then we sit down and pray. 
because you stir something in me when you touch them. Listen, when my wife comes to me and she says, I don't know who that gentleman is, but he treated me with so much honor. Do you know what I'm going to tell Herbert? Take me to the man. Because he honored my wife, he honors me, and I will honor him. Because he treated my kids right. Take me. I, I don't care where we are. Take me to him. Because I want to honor the one who honors them. Listen. God says the same way. He says, you pay your taxes. It's not about them. It's about me. You speak with honor and respect to your wife. It's not about her. It's about me. Because when you honor her, son, you honor me. You honor me. When you treat her, when you open that car door, she goes like, yay. I go like, yes. It honors me because your eyes are fixed on me as the author and the finisher of your faith. And I'm here to tell you, we are either living lives that honors God or we don't. And here is the deal. God is aware of our every thought, our every intention, our every feeling. And I've got to sit down. Otherwise, a preach will come on right now. I'm telling you that God is seeking the honor of our hearts. And he says, the way you honor me is by obeying and honoring us other people because when you do it honors me let's pray together